Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and you are listening to Season 2 of Badgers and Friends from Ike Badgers. That's 12 weeks, 12 episodes, 12 players, 12 tremendous conversations. And we're getting right to it. Today we sit down with Josh Seltzner, the big left guard who's going to anchor the line and also plow ahead for the Badgers running back. So we're excited to have another offensive lineman. Josh, welcome to the show. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host. And today we are joined by Badgers offensive lineman Josh Seltzner. Josh, how's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Beautiful day where I am. And we're really happy to have you on the show. If you're not familiar with Josh, he's a six foot four senior left guard from Columbus, Wisconsin, just a little bit out of Madison. And he's going to play a lot of left guard snaps for the Badgers this year. So, Josh, how was spring ball? And can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on right now in your life? Uh, Spring ball was really great. I was really excited for it because uh, obviously last year um, during that time, we got shut down for COVID right before we were about to start. And I think it's a great opportunity for um, not only myself, but the team to grow together and um, really become a, a functional unit and get ready for the summer summer transition into summer workouts. And then finally um, start fall camp and get ready for the season. And then uh, as far as me right now, I'm just kind of hanging out a little bit. We've been working out at the stadium. We're not mandatory workouts right now. Um, that doesn't start back up till June 1st. So I've just been kind of hanging out. Making sure everything's right at home and uh, seeing family and whatnot, just enjoying this time off while we get the little break. Yeah, it's like a, a little break. And for an offensive college athlete, what is a break for you? Does that mean hitting the gym uh, two, three times a week? Does that mean um, kind of your own workouts or are you working with coaches or how? what is that currently like for you right now? So uh, with our strength and conditioning program, the coaches, they uh, have an app where they program workouts for us and we can go in and look at them. And then those are the workouts that I tend to um, go through. And usually off season, like you try and get three to four workouts in per week. It's okay to be on the lower end of that three, maybe two, if you're not feeling the greatest, just as long as you get your body up and moving and sweating a little bit. It's uh, just uh, to keep that functional mobility going. And yeah. That's beautiful that an app can do that for you um, and just kind of keep you up to date. I spoke with Zach Bond recently, um, linebacker for the New Orleans Saints, and he told me that in college it kind of felt like there wasn't much of an offseason, at least compared to what he is experiencing right now in the NFL. Do you ever feel that way about college football? Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it can be pretty, uh, wearing on you, I would say, but, um, the, the breaks when you get them, you just cherish them so much more because like, if you were an average student, your break would be obviously the whole summer. But for us, it's usually like three and a half weeks maximum. That's like the time window usually. And other than that, that that's the break that we get right now between, um, spring ball and, um, summer workouts but the break we get for winter is usually like three weeks max so it's it's not much of a time off so we have to really cherish it when we do get it yeah and then the time in between you're in school right so <laughs> yep, yep. yep definitely a lot of lot going on well we're really happy uh to have you on the show i saw back in march that you made a post in the gym saying max out week can you tell our listeners what max out week is and uh, how it went this year Oh my gosh. Just thinking about it just gave me chills. Um, max out week is probably my favorite week during like when we're training. 
like strength and conditioning yeah. wise, we, uh, we basically train up until the end of like the last week. And at that, when that last week hits, we know that we're going for big numbers, single reps, uh, power clean bench and squat. And for me being an offensive lineman, I try and be one of the heaviest lifters on the team. So I always look forward to that. And it's the environment that the guys create when you're going for your single rep, your last set, it's just unbelievable. Like there's like it's your, your brothers are cheering you on. You you feel so confident and ready to just go attack the bar. So, yeah, it almost reminds me of like when you see a video of those uh, Marines or guys in the army and they're like around each other, kind of uplifting each other. It really forms that brotherhood. Um, what does that week really do? Just kind of like or maybe that entire stretch in terms of like the grind of the conditioning. Do you think do for the team chemistry and the bond? Well, I think um, you just have to have guys that push themselves and then um, the guys that see guys that push themselves to the, like above their limits. They just want to be like them. And those are like kind of the older guys of the group. So then the younger guys start pushing themselves and it really brings about a great team chemistry because everyone sees how hard each other individual is working. So then as a collective unit, we all work harder, I would say. Yeah. Try to outdo each other, a little competition based. Yeah, I even exactly. saw that uh, Jonathan Taylor was getting back into the action, quoting what you said and saying, the fridge, exclamation mark. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that nickname, if it is a nickname and how you got it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I've kind of adopted a couple of nicknames from Buffalo Head, the fridge to Moose to well, I can't remember any other ones off the top of my head right now, but yeah. Fridge has been one that stuck with me, and then the Buffalo had one since my freshman year, since I came in. I just, uh, I guess I'm a, a big dude. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. And I, I can almost relate to you because I've had a lot of nicknames throughout my life as well. It's almost like nickname people are nickname people. Uh, like growing up, my friends called me Bones because there was like other Alex's. And then in high school, my nickname was the Weatherman. So it's just kind of like one of those things that, you know, it almost like some stick, some fade. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. The fridge, um, <laughs> he was looking back and he was hyped. But let's let's uh, look back to maybe those high school days a little bit. Um, you know, you were first team all state by the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. And uh, as a senior, that's pretty big in Wisconsin, especially as an offensive lineman. Um, can you tell us about a little bit about your college or your high school uh, football experience and uh, what it was like in your your town um football was everything in my town from uh, middle school up on i think my class we we played each year together um in middle school we didn't lose a single football game and then my freshman year we played on the freshman team all together we didn't lose a single football game and then um as we got older it kind of sprinkled in like different um, um like juniors and seniors and whatnot on varsity so um we had a pretty good group all throughout high school, I would say. Like, uh, I believe my sophomore year, we made it to level two. And then um, my junior and senior, we made it to level three back to back. So, Yeah, and what, what is those levels for our listeners? Um, the, it was just like the – so like the first like the first round of the, um, the playoffs would be like the first game. So then we made it to level three, which would be the third game we ended up losing uh, my junior and senior year. Okay, so you made it far, but uh, couldn't go quite all the way. I mean, that's yep. that's good. It keeps you hungry. Um, you did, however, get a state championship in another sport. Um, and this was really what stood out to me when I was uh, reading about your history is you were a multi-sport guy. You were uh, not only did you play basketball, but you won the state championship in shot put, if I have that correct. Mm-hmm. And also 
did a lot of discus. Uh, mm-hmm. You set a school record in shot foot with a throw of 60 feet, 5 inches. What was that track and field experience like, and how did you get into doing shot put? Um, I don't know exactly how I got into it. I remember my 7th and 8th grade year, we had like middle school track and field, and I kind of like got into that. And So obviously I was a bigger kid, and I wasn't really like fast, so I tried out shot and disc, and I just developed a love for it. And continued that on into my high school career. And once I got into high school, I started weightlifting pretty heavy and um, just getting really um, kind of focused on where I wanted to go and how I wanted to be as an athlete in high school. And with that, I started doing camps and um, clubs to try and get better at um, shot and disc. So that helped a lot, I would say. And I track and field has been uh, something I love. I still keep up to date with it with like professional guys like Ryan Krauser. I just saw he hit 23 meters, which is insane for um the, the they use 16 the shots jumps? oh yeah. okay wow yeah, so yeah so i keep up to date with that stuff still and but i've always loved shot this since i started it in middle school and i still have a passion for it today winning a like because that's an individual sport and that's definitely different from football in i would say a lot of lot of ways um what did it feel like to i guess be a champion at an individual sport um, it, it was, it was kind of surreal. I had pretty much every single one of my good buddies watching me throw. And then all my coaches were there and my family and, uh, a couple other, um, family members were there too. It was just kind of a, a really surreal experience. It was like my, all my hard work had paid off. I had gone the previous two years from my senior year, my junior and sophomore year, I'd gone and gotten fifth place at state. And I just wasn't satisfied. So I really hit everything hard after my junior year and tried to become a, a, the best thrower that I could be. And I, I maximized that and ended up with a state championship. So it, it was, it was pretty surreal to feel all that hard work paying off. Yeah. And it's, it's like that, uh, when you get that, you said, I think fifth place and that just didn't satisfy you. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine just like, Oh, you're like close, but not quite there and that's kind of um you know a drive maybe you can take to wisconsin and just your overall competitiveness is trying to be that first that champion and i think that's uh great for just positional battles maybe translate um in other ways but how do you feel being a multi-sport athlete uh benefits you um i feel like growing up i was always trying new things like i tried baseball and uh i wrestled for quite a bit up until my eighth grade year of uh, middle school and then um yeah like i said basketball and all those other sports i just think it helps um with your uh mobility and your balance and what your coordination and all those come into play to make you a better athlete in the sport you specialize in yeah i mean i see that with like Giannis. his soccer skills allow him to be very nimble despite his size and it's the same thing with offensive linemen a lot of these uh players that you see at the next level in the nfl they were really quick with their feet um a lot of them are very nimble so definitely having those uh other sports will you know improve skills areas that maybe football just can't so that's i think i thought that was really cool because i always think it's great to be um, multi-sport and just multifaceted in general do you have a favorite moment uh josh from high school football um i do we uh it was homecoming my senior year and we played our division rival in the lodi blue devils and we just always had struggled um 
struggled with uh, trying to beat those guys for the past couple of years, and we finally beat them my senior year at home for homecoming, and it was it was it was a pretty amazing experience. How was that homecoming dance? I bet oh that my was... Gosh. It was so much fun. Me and my buddies, uh, we all went to like homecoming as a big group. We didn't we didn't go with um, dates or anything like that. So we walked down together and we uh, took a Lodi towel that uh, had been left over and we ripped it in half when we got to the middle. So it was, it was oh, cool. <laughs> old school's going crazy in that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's having a good laugh, dude. That's so cool. That's like one of the beauties of a Friday night game is there was always like uh, something going on on Saturday that could almost amplify if if the game was won on a Friday night. Like a- My name is Paul Hansen, founder of Iron Jock Performance Gear out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Iron Jock is the most advanced workout gear and apparel in the world. Every item is scientifically designed with a superfabric called Enduratec, a technology that eliminates 99.9% of all odor-causing bacteria. No other athletic and performance apparel has what Iron Jock has, and I guarantee all of it. If for any reason, at any time, you're not satisfied, send it back. No questions asked. Join the Iron Jock takeover. Shop at ironjoc.com. Coming out of high school... Um, you were listed as a two-star recruit, uh, number in the hundreds of offensive linemen. Did that, uh, propel you, I guess, like, how did you feel coming out of high school about your collegiate, uh, career? Um, I kind of looked at it like I was, uh, really ready for the opportunity at Wisconsin being a walk-on because like I hadn't focused on college football really until after my junior year. So I, probably didn't really get as much exposure as I, I wanted to. So that's why I didn't have, uh, I think quite as many offers as some of the other guys that came in my class. Yeah. But, um, I, I didn't really play offensive line until my, my senior year. So, uh, that, that might have had something to do with it too. I always like to play D line a little bit more. Um, I was just really excited to get the chance to come to Wisconsin as a walk-on because obviously growing up in Wisconsin, I've always loved watching the Badgers and always wanted to be a Badger. Oh. So that was just like kind of a dream come true. Yeah, man, I can I can feel that for you. It must have been because Wisconsin is one of those teams that I'm just diehard for. And uh, growing up in Wisconsin, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's just it was perfect. And it, there's a lot of reasons as a walk-on about why Wisconsin's a great choice. We spoke with Joe Schobert. Um, a lot of NFL talent has come from Wisconsin uh, and the walk-on process. How much faith did you have that if you just went to Madison, they would find a good spot to play you and help develop you as a player? I had a lot of faith just in talking with the, the coaches that recruited me, especially Coach Rudolph and Coach Herring. They, they were huge and just like boosting my confidence and just telling me like, we really want you here. Like we don't have a scholarship open right now. Cause we already had, I believe four, four or five commits for the offensive line in my class. So I was like, okay, okay I, I, I'm going to go give this a shot for at least two years and try and grind out and see if I can earn a scholarship and then just go from there. And, um, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, man. Congrats. That's always one of the best feelings in life. When you set a goal like that and then you, you've, essentially fulfill it um and you can like look back on it and be like okay now what you know i got a clean slate and how can i approach the future in the best way so that's that's really cool uh when you were a freshman did anyone take you under their wing on the team right away or can you describe if there were some like mentors for you on the team 
Yeah, I mean, that there was a whole group ahead of me that was really awesome and just, like, helping me through stuff. Um, I was Just to try and name some of them, I hope I name all of them because they're truly great guys. Uh, Bo Benchwall, Michael Dieter, Micah Kapoy, David Edwards, Tyler Biotis, John Dietzen, uh, Cole Van Landen even um, – yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. A lot of talent that you just yeah. listed out. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy. Like those guys were, they were really great in like uh, taking me under their wing and just kind of showing me the ropes. Yeah, it's like sometimes from cornerbacks, you know, you will hear of like a safety that took them under the wing or um, some defensive lineman. Maybe they'll say a linebacker, but for the offensive lineman, just to hear you kind of list off pure offensive lineman it really speaks to the brotherhood that you guys have what was that like coming into almost that brotherhood and that like special element that wisconsin is known for its offensive linemen um i guess can you describe that experience because you're one of the few people that has actually gone through that it's it's a pretty um amazing experience i would say just like the the friendships and like the the brotherhood you said like the way you develop it and just grow throughout the time here it, it's it's uh something i will carry on with me for the rest of my life yeah do you guys ever do any uh like you guys ever paintball or like do anything like golf around or can you describe oh, maybe yeah. a couple of like things you guys like to do well just the other day i think it was two days ago me and uh, pretty much all the other O-linemen in my class, besides Caden, uh, um, it was me and uh, Bross, Beach, Smithback, and then we lived with also a D-lineman balustrade. We got to go mini-golfing, and that got mm. pretty competitive. We, I shot the best on the first nine, and then one of my other buddies shot the best on the back nine, and I ended up losing, and we, oh. we had a deal where the loser paid for the winner's lunch. and yeah, oh. it, was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's always uh... – that's just a little bit of like friendly competition as I would describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. Good bonding moments. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah. So moving on, you know, you, you enter this class of offensive linemen with a lot of other guys on scholarships and you had to work your way into the starting unit or just to even get snaps because we know about the depth at the Wisconsin uh, offensive lineman position. Can you tell us a little bit about your camp Randall debut? Um, so my Camp Randall debut, uh, it was, it was, uh, are you talking about like my first game I played in or would it be, uh, like in general, just like my first couple practices? Well, I guess, uh, maybe, maybe first describe what it was like first going to Camp Randall and then take us to your first game. So my first couple practices in Camp Randall, it was kind of, it was kind of surreal experience. Just, I was just like kind of sitting there warming up and I was like, holy smokes, I'm a Wisconsin Badger. I'm about to practice for him. It was kind of a, <laughs> a, a moment. moment that lasted longer in my head than it did uh, in actual time. Um, so it was, it was, it was pretty cool. And then I finally calmed down and obviously started practice. But um, as far as my first game experience went in Camp Randall, it was, um, it was pretty crazy. The first one that really sticks out in my head we play. I already played a couple times, but it was the Michigan game, my redshirt sophomore year. When I walked out of the tunnel and the stadium was red and white, each different section was red or white. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's one of those nights. Yeah, where, <laughs> yeah that's when you know the games. game. Is, yeah. The game is big. Uh, and what was that like? What, what position did you first take uh, some snaps at? 
Uh, I believe the first spot I was at was right guard. Um, yeah, that was the first spot I got to take actual in-game snaps. Um, that was my redshirt freshman year against New Mexico. Okay. And it's kind of like an overlooked skill, at least in my opinion. We were talking to Adam Bass about the technique of snapping, but there's also an art to watching the snap or maybe knowing the count as the offense alignment and getting a good jump. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, like work on that skill? And I guess what are some like tips you have for any offensive lineman looking to get better at that? So um, we we always know um, the cadence no matter what. So it's it's pretty easy. We have a certain time during the cadence that we get off on. So whenever we hear that, we tend to obviously um, snap off the ball. But I would just say just be really um, attentive to your quarterback and understanding um, his cadence is the biggest thing. Understand his progression that he goes through when he comes up to the line, how much time he's going to take between the words he's saying um, and when you need to get off the ball is just really being uh, very attentive to that stuff. Yeah. So, Josh, there's a big difference from playing in front of a few thousand fans on a Friday night in high school to all of a sudden playing against some great Big Ten teams in front of almost 100,000 fans in Camp Randall. Can you describe the pressure it is uh, and when the stadium gets loud and when the game gets intense as how important it is to kind of, you know, be there mentally and just what you like to do in those situations? Yeah, it's it's a very big jump from going from a little town in Columbus, Wisconsin to uh, the big stage in Camp Randall, one of the best college football stadiums, in my opinion. Um, it's it's a pretty uh, crazy experience when you're just sitting there um, before the play is about to begin, and you can just like feel the crowd. They're not necessarily being too loud because we're obviously we're on offense, so they kind of like quiet down a little bit. But you can just feel the crowd, and you feel, like it just almost like generates like a, a faster heartbeat within you. That adrenaline just starts pumping. And usually, I just I just get up to the line, I stick my hand in the, the turf, and I just kind of feel my feet in the ground, and just take a deep breath, and just look what I got across from me, and understand how I got to execute and uh, wait for the ball to be snapped. Yeah, and it probably is comforting knowing you've got a uh, guy on either side of you, especially if you're going in at the guard position. You've got the center and the tackle. What do all Badger fans need? A great place to watch the game, of course. That's where our good friend Jeff Johns comes in. Jeff is one of the hardest-working realtors serving Madison, Milwaukee, and everywhere in between. If you're looking to buy or sell your next home, condo, or investment property, Jeff is a great guy to talk to. He's also a great person to talk to if you're interested in learning more about real estate or getting into the industry yourself. So for a free, no obligation, review of your home, buyer consultation, or whatever you need from him, just give him a call. He's available at 262-442-2700 or jeff.johns at exprealty.com. How uh, important is it to be cohesive as like a unit to understand each assignment before the play as a offensive lineman and who's going to block who? Uh, it's 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 the most important thing I would say to have a cohesive unit out there. You have to be able to communicate and execute blocks together and understand how the defense is going to adjust and listen to the center and then be able to communicate out to the tackle what he's got so that the play can be executed to its uh, best capability. Yeah, nice. It makes me uh, really kind of think about the distinction between pass blocking and run blocking. 
when you're uh, pass blocking, I guess, what are you? Uh, how would you describe um, what you like about pass blocking, and then how would you describe what you like about run blocking? I would say the biggest thing that I like about uh, pass blocking is just being able to be a, like a more aggressive with my hands. You know, take my pass set and then uh, sit there and wait for the wait for the um, reaction of the D lineman and get my hands on them and be able to uh, shut them down and let the quarterback have a clean pocket. And then as far as run blocking, I would say my favorite thing is uh, is being able to work in combo with another. Um, either the center or the tackle, using those combo blocks to really like move the D lineman off his spot to open up a big hole to, and then uh, getting to the second level after you're done moving that D lineman to keep opening up that hole is really uh, one of my favorite things to do. And you're double teaming and you're just uh, driving the guy. Um, have you played against a defender in college that you felt like needed the attention of a double team um and if so who was that uh defensive player um the the one of the best d linemen personally that i think i played against was uh his name is roquan uh williams i want to say is his last name he was number 99 for uh michigan my red shirt sophomore year and, okay uh, he was he was a he was a very big dude and he, he was able to use his hands very well and um yeah i think he he definitely called for a double team more than once so yeah, and then when because uh, that's really the trenches. Like when they say like the game is won in the trenches, they're talking about the O line <laughs> versus the D line. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that feeling of when you're kind of going up against a guy that you know he's going to give you like a tough time all day, but you just got to keep going to battle? Um, I guess how does like just like the mental side of that? Can you walk us through just like throughout a game about just the continuing of just going at it against these guys? I would say the biggest thing is you just got to come out the first play and just let him know that you're uh, you're not uh, someone to be messed around with. You're going to come at him every single play with the the best that you got, and uh, that's what he's going to get for four quarters. Yeah, because a lot of receivers, you know, they might check in and out of the game, um, even same with tailbacks or you name it, but the linemen are kind of, um, even though there is occasional substitutions, a lot of the times you're pretty much, you're not, you're getting a lot of snaps and you're kind of taking a heavy load and sometimes that's often overlooked what is something that you're doing conditioning wise to I guess improve that side of your game to make sure that you can go harder and longer um, in a football game I just always make sure that um, when we do have conditioning that I am uh, pushing myself to my limit so that I know that I can break through that limit and just keep making it higher I guess to like to keep making my uh, my uh, playing time longer just by pushing through the conditioning as hard as I can, always to the end, I feel like that helps me when it comes to playing in a full game. Yeah, and so do, do you run a lot? Do you uh, do you like to bike, or I guess um, what is your form of conditioning? Swimming. Usually during like the off season, um, or like the not the off season, but like the time when we do get off, I uh, I try and stay active on like bikes and like the treadmill and ellipticals and whatnot, just to try and um, really take some pressure off those joints, because obviously running can be uh, um, pretty strenuous when you weigh this much. So uh, yeah, um, I've really tried to back off of, like the like the running. Um, on like the grass and whatnot, so I uh, usually do the elliptical. I get a pretty good workout in on that, and then um, yeah, y- yeah. Um, it just made me think when you said take the pressure off your joints. 
about the knee braces that I kind of often see, and maybe a lot of our listeners also see this in football games. They'll see the offensive linemen have those knee knee braces. Um, why is it that a lot of players choose to wear those? And I guess how do they uh, support what you're doing on the offensive line? Um, they're just really great for, uh, like, collisions that um, – like end up coming into your knee they help save a lot of major injuries i would say because there are sometimes when you get caught up in a pile or some guys getting thrown around uh, towards your legs and um, those knee braces can really help um, keep your knee structurally sound i would say so that's the biggest thing okay so it's mostly for like a guy coming out on the side you're not even expecting mm-hmm. um and he just kind of rolls up on you that, that's really um interesting and then the hand tape is that for the uh so you don't uh, I don't know what is that for the hand tape. Oh, we, we we use a pretty good amount of tape on our wrists and our hands, just because they're uh, obviously we're basically taking our our palms and um, punching someone as hard as we can every play. So uh, it takes a pretty good amount of wear and tear. So keeping them braced up and uh, healthy is a is a, a major part. Those things, Josh, um, where offensive linemen they do take a lot of that punch they do spend a lot of that time in the trenches and so a lot of people don't think about how much the offensive linemen have to take care of their body they think of the quarterback they think of the running back but what are some ways in which you like to after a hard game I guess just make sure that you're um, recovering in the best way possible I would say the biggest thing for me is making sure I get a good meal in and that I'm hydrated and uh, a cold tub always helps because it just uh, helps take the soreness out and um, along with eating and hydrating, it just helps keep everything moving out of the system so that all the soreness doesn't stay in there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something you just got to keep going because uh, as we were speaking with Elton Jenkins of the Packers, he kind of described it as, um, it's a long season when you're uh, when you're playing it, and so you always have to make sure you're in tip-top shape. That's very cool. A lot of Badger offensive linemen in the NFL do keep themselves in tip-top shape, and that's why consistently they're getting drafted. That's why consistently they're turning out full seasons in the NFL. When you see a lot of uh, Badgers that maybe even some of the guys you've become friends with or know personally pretty well in the NFL, how does that motivate you? Um, it motivates me to probably the the highest capability that it could because it's like I've played with those guys and I know that I can I can play with them. So like, why not me? Why why can't I go to the next level? There should be no reason in my mind, and there isn't. So that's why I'm I'm really looking forward to having a, a great final year and uh, seeing what happens after that. Yeah, going into your final year, is there one skiller technique that you're working on to really I guess improve your game? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me is just maintaining um, contact balance. And what I mean by that is when I'm, like, engaged in a block, just making sure that I uh, stay low and um, stay driving through the turf to be able to keep moving that man while staying on my feet because I had a a little problem with that um, last year. Okay. Yeah, that's uh get get better at that. Get get to the NFL. No, so that'll be awesome, man. Uh, We're rooting for you every step of the way. Um, Lastly... Can you tell us, our, our listeners, a fun fact about offensive linemen that most people wouldn't know? 
So the biggest thing that comes to my mind when you ask me that question is people see us and they're kind of like intimidated almost just because of our like true size. But like I would say like 90% of the time we're going to be like the biggest, funniest dudes you could probably hang out with and just have a, have a good time with just because, um, that's who we are. I mean, I, I, I think I speak for most of the whole line here that we, uh, we love to have a good time and hang out and we're really not that big and scary. <laughs> yeah. I bet hanging out with the old lines, actually a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's really cool. Are there any, uh, offensive linemen, Josh, that you uh, keep in touch with in the NFL? Um, yeah, so I've tried to keep in touch with Cole. He's, he's been, uh, with the Packers recently and then, Very um, cool. while those guys were all training, um, it was kind of cool to get to see them and come and watch them pro day and all whatnot. So I was trying to keep in touch with them through that. John Dietzen too. And then, um, a couple of the guys have like, um, came back to Madison once in a while and it was, it was really cool to get to see them and catch up. So, um, I'm really looking forward to being able to have, keep those relationships throughout my whole life. Yeah, that's important. That's one thing about Madison. And I feel really it's like the greatest quality of Madison is the people you meet there um, on and off the field, I imagine. Um, So that wraps up our normal questions, uh, Josh. And we'll we'll hit now what's called the lightning round, where I just ask you a couple few quick hitters and then uh, you just keep your answers to maybe one or two sentences. Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, what's your go-to meal lately? Um, I would say... Uh, like a chicken, turkey, um, cheese, and spinach wrap. Those are with a little bit of sauce on it. Ooh, is that hot sauce? Uh, yeah, it's like a sweet chili. Oh man, that sounds delicious. I actually had a chicken wrap today myself. Um, what's your favorite sports franchise? Pro for pro. Uh, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Okay, how much? Uh, how was that growing up in Wisconsin? A Bears fan. Uh, it was it was pretty brutal, especially when your whole family uh, is uh, Packers fans. <laughs> okay, so you were like the lone Bears fan, or uh, what's the connection there? Uh, yeah, so I had two of my best friends growing up. They were Bears fans, and then my uh, there was one other person. My great grandma was a Bears fan, so she kind of pushed me towards it. And then my my but my two buddies helped maintain it. So. Hey, once it goes, it sticks. Uh, no, no worries there. Back to the lightning round. What are your favorite music genres? Um, I would say I like uh, hip hop, and then um, some uh, like two thousands alternative, and then some like classic rock too. Okay, who are who are like some of your favorite artists? Um, I like uh, Gunna and Little Baby, and then um, I like uh, ACDC and Def Leppard, and I know that's a kind of a uh, I also like those there. guys. <laughs> it's a big switch up, but uh, my dad yeah. was a big classic rock. So, uh, and then same here. Growing up um, in this generation, those are the guys that uh, with Gunna and Lil Baby uh, that have stuck with me. I still remember uh, getting like an ACDC album when I was like a kid for Christmas. And it was just you just go up, bang, uh, listen to it in like your old jukebox, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's cool, man. I also grew up on rock music that way um do you use apple spotify apple or spotify i use uh apple music okay uh what do you like about it um i don't know i spotify wasn't really too much of a thing when i was really looking into getting an app i guess um or maybe it was i just really didn't hear too much about it so i I went with apple music and it's just kind of stuck with me yep that's understandable what's your uh favorite movie oh boy I am a huge movie lover, so... Nice. So, Got a couple? 
most uh, I would say the Transformers franchise are probably my favorite overall. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, what a legend! Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, those are great. Like the the first one um, that really changed, just like Iron Man, I would describe it like that changed uh, the direction of that franchise. So that was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, what's one of your favorite classes you've ever taken? Um. I would have to say um, this coaching class I got to take, it was, it was worth two credits, but it, it explored all the different great coaches, and it was really a, a great learning experience. Hopefully they had Vince Lombardi in there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Uh, what's a, the next place you want to visit? Um, I would say probably Switzerland. Okay. Have you uh, ever been there before? I have not been to Europe at all, so I'm really looking forward to a chance to get to go out there. Well, man, when you go, let me know, and I can uh, talk to some people because I actually uh, had the fortunate to go to the Switzerland uh, sports conference called the Impulse Summit back-to-back years. So um, Ike was recognized as a global talent, and so um, I got to go there and really cool, get to meet a lot of people. interesting people from all over the world so i highly recommend it and uh when you go i'm sure you'll have a great time if you could start or pursue any charity what would it be um i would say uh charity for um like underappreciated like uh youth sports programs that don't get enough attention so like columbus is a uh, just something that comes to mind my hometown we didn't really have like always the nicest stuff just because of the money-wise but we always did fundraising and whatnot so it'd be really cool to be able to come up with something to be able to give back to those smaller communities that um, really need the the support yeah and that's uh that's really important that's really how it starts too is fundraising i know when uh we do our christmas toy drive for the children at uh, children's hospital in milwaukee it usually starts with like okay we got to raise some funds and so um then you can uh have some fun and i'm sure kids would love that so that's really cool to wrap things up um we always like to end our show this way how's the family and how is josh seltzner the person doing um the family is great uh i have four older sisters and i love each one of them they have uh really grown into amazing people um they have uh great um uh, companions with them or uh, significant others i would say that really um, are great support systems, and I have uh, two nephews and a niece, and I love them. And uh, yeah, uh, my parents—they're amazing. Uh, I've—they've done everything for me. I—I uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. They were like the greatest um, part of my life so far. That they've really uh, allowed me to get to the point where I am, and they continue to support me just like the rest of my family does. And then as far as me, the person goes, uh, I've been doing really great. Uh, I have a girlfriend, and uh, we recently got a puppy together. Her name's Mabel, and she's probably, like, the light of my life right now. Like, I've I, uh, yeah. always been a, a, a lover of dogs, and so being me able too. to uh, get my own, it was uh, a really special experience, especially being able to do that with my girlfriend, so... Dude, that uh, that was really special. Thanks for sharing because uh, I'm also a family guy and a dog person, so I can relate to you on a lot of that. Um, well, that wraps things up for today. We want to thank uh, Josh for coming on the show. Josh, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, go Badgers, and uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. 
Well, thank you again, and thank you for listening, Badgers fans. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help support the show, easiest ways to do that are simply tell a friend, tell a fan, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any of those things go a long way and are deeply appreciated. If you're on Twitter, that's a great way to connect with us as well. You can find us at Ike underscore Badgers, where we post analysis, highlights, scores, and more. Pure sports without the politics. Lastly, if you're an athlete or business and want to talk branding, send us an email to welcome to Ike at gmail.com. A lot of exciting things to come. My name is Alex Eichstead, and this has been another great episode of the Ike Badgers podcast with Josh Seltzner. And until next time, Badgers fans, we're out.